0: and welcome to Jazz Talks. Today I have got with me a very dear friend to me. He's one of my favorite people, favorite humans, uh, also fellow band member and muso, Adam Showalter. It's quite
1: an intro. I'll take all that. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for being here. Yeah,
1: it's great. You've got a great little setup up here.
0: Thank you very much. Yeah, people seem to uh, seem to like it. I think the mugs have been the uh, the highlight of of the show. One of the, so
1: I, I did watch your show. Um, I watched one and should I listened so too? to one. And what I think doesn't come across real well on the video uh, is that your feet don't touch the ground <laughs> when you're sitting in that chair. I don't think I don't think everybody watching would know yeah. that, so well, I want to make think, sure that that's clear.
0: Yeah, my feet can't touch the floor. I should have a little footstool here, actually, I think.
1: Yeah, you probably need something to put your feet on.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about how we first met, shall we?
1: Yeah, uh, When? Uh, how did we meet? I know how we met. You came over to my apartment with Mike, our I friend always, Mike. F-
0: I always forget that that's the first time we met.
1: Yeah, because he, w- he told me about you. He said, I've got this girl that just moved over here. And he said, she's a really good singer. And I was like, oh, wow, cool. Uh, and he's like no man i don't think you understand like a really good singer not like uae good singer like a really good singer
0: oh yeah and he brought fun. you
1: over and i think i was in the middle of a workout wasn't i
0: yeah you right i, you I remember because yeah
1: i remember cuz the first time i met you i think i was like i think i was wearing a um, a really ratty looking sleeveless shirt and i was like covered in sweat bandana. yeah bandana yeah 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 um
0: yeah because well, i forget that that was the first time we met cuz i so i met mike Um, through he was doing like a country night at Porter's bar right and the guys that were employing him at the time I'd met them and they said oh you should do like a duo with him and blah 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 so I went to go and meet him and then I said oh you know I need a band I'm starting a band if you want to be a part of it and he was like well actually I've already got a band right and we'd be quite keen to have a female singer and so I forget that I met you at the apartment but my I thought that the first time I was meeting you was the first rehearsals that we had out in uh, Alain. Alain. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Would Would the first time after that, after when after when we met in my apartment when I just finished working out, would the first time we worked out have been when when I came to pick you up for our rehearsal, like you rode <laughs> with me, and you were like an hour late? Oh
0: my god! For the, would yeah. that Would that, would that have been the first let, time? Let's go there.
1: Do you want to go there?
0: Let's go there. Cause we, are, you've seen me go on like a massive journey since we've first met.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Like you're the same. Uh, your spirit's the same. Like you're you're still very free, open, and Like uh, my mom. Yeah, and a, and a, a regular blast. But your ability to manage uh, the the minutia of your life has uh, increased tenfold during art. Yeah. Our, I mean, like that was a great example, I, and I don't—that was a perfect segue too. Yeah. But the the first time I ever met you, after you came to my apartment, you were supposed to come to a rehearsal, and I was to pick you up at I think maybe four, yeah, or three o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I went to where you dropped me a pin, and I sent you a message, and it, it you you know you're when. when you're supposed to pick someone up at a certain time. You send them a message. You you assume that you'll get those two little blue checks. Yeah. And I just got a single green check. And I waited for a while, and I was like, oh, "Still a single man. green check? Time to call Jasmine." So I called you, and I don't think you answered.
0: I remember, like, yeah, I don't, I, I, I vaguely remember basically just like running out of the door, still throwing my clothes on to yeah. get outside, yeah, yeah. and I was definitely still intoxicated. Yeah,
1: yeah, you reeked of alcohol when you got in there. <laughs> the and disrupt. then I
0: think I just didn't shut up the whole journey to uh to the rehearsals. Right. As well. We had
1: an hour drive yeah. to the rehearsal, yeah.
0: Just talking about uh I don't know, all kinds of stuff that my <clears throat> drunken self wanted to talk about.
1: So that that became what I expected of you. And, and and you lived up to those expectations for a lot of the first yeah. couple of years we were friends. Yeah. I would now I would expect you, I would like if that happened if okay so let's say a year from that point when we first met if we were supposed to have a rehearsal and I went to your house and I sent a message at a time I was supposed to pick you up and you didn't answer I would be like, "Well, that's Jasmine." <laughs> but now if I did it, I would be worried sick because yeah. now you're so on top of stuff. Like if I if I sent Thanks you a message you. It, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'd be calling the police if you didn't show up.
0: I was in a dark place. Yeah, like I was in a really dark place. Like I'd, I was just so lost and so just not really knowing what. I mean, if I didn't have singing, I don't know what I would have been doing. Do you know what I mean? Because it was almost like music was the one thing that kind of kept me, like, centered to something Absolutely. at least. Like if I didn't have that. I don't know what, where I would be right now or what I would be doing, you know?
1: You know when they say that like, uh, you have to hit the bottom of the barrel, or you know people talk about the bottom of the yeah. barrel? You had like one thread still attached to the top of the barrel For holding sure. you off the bottom yeah. and it was music. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. You had a single thread. I love it. And I love Adam's
0: like, analogies <laughs> of stuff. It's great. It's so good.
1: So you had to like climb up that single thread,
0: <laughs> yeah. which, which
1: took a long time.
0: It was a hell of a climb
1: yeah it really was
0: and um there was just like, and I think coming over here as well, and like the lifestyle here and getting sucked into this kind of party lifestyle and everything was not a good place for me to be either um, because
1: but I mean, weren't you doing that weren't you doing that in England as well yeah, yeah,
0: but not as. Intensely. I mean, I was pretty much going out every day here, whereas in the UK, there's not really that much to do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the pubs kick you out during the week at by midnight. So, um, yeah, it definitely intensified. I think when I moved over here as well.
1: How long had you been here when when we met?
0: That was so. I arrived that January, and then I left and went to work in America for a couple of months for the summer, and then when I came back. So I think we must have met like September. So I was still okay. within a year so, of yeah, being okay. here. Yeah, in a year. Yeah. Um, but I remember when I, during that time, when I was like, obviously, we we ended up being in a band together, a very successful band that it's become.
1: I'd like to think so.
0: Yeah. Um. And I remember feeling like, at some point, like I was thinking about this the other day, because I remember feeling so hard done by, that sometimes that I was in a band that didn't really drink didn't really go out and party and didn't really you know like like yeah, all the other bands you said that a few
1: times to me you said like I look at other bands and I won't mention any of those bands by <laughs> name here but um you said you know they they you know they just they have so much fun and they party and they're out drinking yeah. all night and they and and I understand that because like you to to a large extent, you can forge some really deep relationships with people by going through a drinking boot camp with them. Yeah. And and I always, like, because I went on tour with a band in college, and um, I always thought of it as a party boot camp because boot camps are are built to take a group of strangers, who are soldiers, and put them through these super intense experiences and just funnel them down into one cohesive unit and they come out on the other side as like a pack you know they went in as individuals and they come out as a pack and um and my band did that and we did it through the avenue of hard partying <laughs> you know i i understand that because you for like by partying hard you you definitely put yourself in some terrible situations that you have to get each other out of. Yeah. You put yourself through fights.
0: And if you're all doing it together at the same time, you're kind of all in it together. Exactly, well.
1: yeah. And then <laughs> you know? and then whereas like if you're not in a band together and you're partying with someone a lot, they may say something when they're drunk or you're drunk. And and that ruins your relationship. You're like, ah, I'm never talking to that person again. Yeah. But if you're in a band, the next night you got to play together. So you've got to figure out a way to work it out in that 24-hour period. Yeah. Before you have to go back on stage together. So it like it forces you to sort of stay together, and it's sort of like a marriage. You yeah. Know? Like you, part of the reason people get married is you want something to keep you together through the hard times. You know. So
0: it's a lovely way of looking at it. I,
1: I guess. I don't know.
0: <laughs> but now when I look back at it, cause it I literally just thought about it the other day and I remember like that feeling and now when I think about it, I just think I was in exactly the right place that I was meant to be. That was the right that was the band I was meant to be in. They were the people that I was meant to be around, you know, like because especially meeting you, it I I mean a lot of people probably don't know this but I have spent like a lot of my growing up really kind of uh, not with that much parental guidance in my life because my dad was like a long haul pilot and moved out with my mum like when I was quite young and I've never really had someone to hold me accountable for my actions Mm. Um, and then meeting you it was all of a sudden this kind of like I don't want to say parental figure because like it's I don't feel like I don't look at you as like a parental figure But you definitely were that kind of person and became that person in my life that if I upset you or if I let you down I Felt it like Mm -hmm. this this oh God, no, I've upset Adam. You know like it was just the worst feeling and and just having you, um, like, there was been so many times, w- like, where I was going through this. And it, when I was going through that stage in my life, I mean, how long, it must have gone on for, like, what, two years, two? Yeah, I'd two, say a years, couple, two or two, three years. Three years, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's only really kind of been, like, maybe the last
1: So two y- years. you say that, though. You say, like, it took you three years. I think when you first started talking to me about wanting to get more self-discipline and wanting to learn how to sort of manage your life a little better Mm. um and and reach some of those goals that require some self-discipline um you sort of expected for that to be a a switch that you could flip and I kept telling you like this is a this isn't going to happen overnight. Like, yeah. this is. Because um, I was quite
0: hard on myself as you well. You were really hard on yeah. yourself.
1: And I kept telling you to give yourself some grace.
0: Yeah. I remember my... a conversation that we actually had. And I was, I remember saying to you one day, I was like, oh, I wish I was more like this. And I wish I was more like that, you know, like, or more just like normal people or whatever. And you were like, well, tell me what normal is to you. Or tell me what things it is that you feel like you should be achieving in your life. And I like, listed off a couple of things to you and you were like that's completely normal that's stuff that everybody is striving to do and everybody is striving to become like you you know like and you told me to stop being so hard on myself because yeah, yeah.
1: i i think you were so hard on yourself that it was um counterproductive I, like, yeah. it was, like time, self-destructive as
0: destructive every well. time yeah. you,
1: you slipped a little bit like you would set this goal you'd be like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go out and party this week or i'm not I, i'm gonna do 10 days of piano lessons in a row or whatever it was and then like maybe day seven you would slip up and then you'd be like oh, i i'm I, I have no self-discipline i'm, I'm worthless. useless i'm yeah, useless and yeah. then you'd go on a bender or you'd throw I'd your piano myself. out the window you yeah. throw the piano out the window <laughs> yeah you know? yeah you punished yourself yeah and I, I it was hard to watch because um i i look at um self-improvement as like a lifelong practice not as a as a thing you do yeah it's not an activity yeah it's like a thing that you that you carry all the way through everything in your life and so I was watching you make strides but but like you couldn't feel them because they felt because it's so slow isn't it yeah
0: and I've definitely learned to like micro because I found that I'm the kind of person if there's there's so much that I want to do in my life and there's so much that I want to achieve and sometimes I end up feeling like really overwhelmed with all of this stuff that I want to do and blah, 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 that I, I feel so overwhelmed that I end up just doing nothing because mm. I'm just like, oh, I don't know where to start. I don't know where to begin and blah, blah, blah. So I've started to try and kind of micromanage myself almost to like create to-do lists and then the bigger tasks that I want to achieve or accomplish or whatever, create mini to-do lists for that task specifically as well because even if I'm like because I mean even starting the podcast I knew it was something that I wanted to do but it was like oh not knowing where to start and I was putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and then I was like okay make a plan like you know bullet point what you need to do and stuff like that and I definitely have found now that just learning it's I think it's a process of just learning how you need to do things for yourself because Mm -hmm. everybody is just so different and some people just have those, like, I'm going to do this, and they're going to do it. Like, and I think, like, yeah, everyone's process is different. So I've definitely, I think, starting to find peace in how, like, in learning how to do things. So I've stopped being so hard on myself, because now I know if I want to do something, this is how the steps I need to take yeah. in order to do that. For and me.
1: sometimes they're so small, right? Like, yeah. like sometimes it's sometimes you spend a week doing one thing and you have to forgive yourself for only getting that one thing done because <laughs> like not everything plays out the way you yeah. expect it to um, how, do you,
0: how do you do things like in your life to get things done and stuff what kind of actions do you put into place
1: well I mean I think you you hit on some of the some of that there um, and what you were talking about there reminded me of something in education I, I was an educator. I'm still in education, you know, and I, I taught high school for uh six, ten years. And um one of the things we talked about was chunking. Uh and and what that means is you want a student to do a big multifaceted task. Like say I want well actually let's just keep it real simple for this sake though. Let's say you've got a you've got a third grader and you want them to divide. You want them to do long division. There's like You can't just start with long division. You go like, okay, well, they're going to need to be able to subtract before they can do long division. They're going to need to be able to multiply before they can do long division. Mm. They're going to need to be able to, so you break, okay, if they need to multiply, first they need to learn their times tables. And so you find all the steps that lead up to that one big task and you break them into chunks. And you give super bite-sized chunks to your kids. Like, here, you can chew this. You can't chew long division yet. But I'm going to give you this little morsel <laughs> of teaching that you can chew right now. And you let them chew on that until they figure it out. And then you give them the next morsel. And I, so I think that like teaching was sort of a natural way, or teaching sort of internalized for me how it is you go about getting done what you want to do. Mm. Caveat. I have been not very productive over a quarantine. Like, I don't feel like I've gotten hardly anything accomplished. So yeah, I don't, think I, I don't want, want to put either. myself on a pedestal here as though I'm some sort of like guru who like gets everything done that I set out to do. Yeah, but I bet
0: you still got a majority of stuff done. I mean, I've, I bet you still set out time each day, don't you, to like do certain things and get certain things done.
1: I, I'll tell you what, Jazz, I haven't. I haven't done ah. it as well. I know, I know. And here's why. <laughs> This is something I've, I've learned about this, um, is like, I rely so much on a routine that, that, that keeps me, so, so for instance, you were there with me when I was trying to learn how to become a better singer. Mm. Like, when we started playing together, I had never sang before, other than just like some backup That vocals. blows my mind. Um, and so, w- at that time I was still teaching. So, on my way to school every day, I practiced, I did vocal lessons in my car. I knew I would have a 30 minute lunch break. And so I'd go lock myself in my classroom and do my vocal lessons then. And then I would come home, and my, who's Emily, my now wife, would be at the house and we would work out. And then she would have to listen to me do another 30 minutes of vocal practice. But, like, because my life had a a thing that I could count on every day. I was going to go to work. I was going to do this drive. Yeah. So, okay, now what, how do you fill that space productively? Yeah. Um, you know, and now I kind of quarantine has been so unpredictable. Like I've had no way of knowing what I'm going to be able to do the next day that I haven't been able to like create a routine for myself other than, I guess I did the first month I was real or the first two months I was really good. I woke up at six thirty every day to work out. Um, because that gave my life some structure.
0: Do you find that, like, because I always found the less I have to do, the less I, I potentially do.
1: Yes, Because absolutely. it's like,
0: if you don't have this compulsive thing, like a 9-to-5 job or whatever. Like, I remember when I was working, like, a 9-to-5 job. My time after that was so much more precious to me to get other things done. Just having that structure in my life. But then, when I don't have this 9-to-5 job and I have all this free time... And it's just like pissing it up against the wall, basically. Like, I just don't do anything.
1: Right. Yeah, they say if you want something done, give it to the busiest person you know.
0: Um, One thing that you said to me before that really stuck with me, um, because I think I was when I was going out and I was drinking a lot and I was in quite a dark place, and I knew that people were judging me on this person that um, I didn't feel was me. Like, it felt really unjustified that um, I was being judged by this, kind of other side of me like this darker side of me that was out partying all the time like people knew that I was someone that liked to go I mean people have always seen me as someone that likes to go out and party and drink and stuff and and I remember just like I'm the kind of person the next day some people can just wake up the next day and not think about the night before and just brush it off their shoulders but I get this like oh massive anxiety. anxiety like what did I say to people and you know, what did I do? Because I get a complete, like, blank mind as well from the night before. So I just am left with this, like, black hole of, like, what I said and what I did and how I acted. And I know I can be a bit of a dick. So... <laughs> <laughs> it, it, um, but I know that when I am being a dick, that that's not me. And it was, and it's, it was so frustrating to me because I just... The thing is, I was I remember trying to say, to say it to you because you can sit and... Th- Say to somebody until you're blue in the face, like, you know, that's not me, that's not who I am. And when I was having this conversation with you, you said, well, it's your actions that define you. And that is something that just, it, it was almost like the the set off for me evolving from that, I think, because... It just really, really resonated with me. And like I was saying, you can sit and say to someone until you blew blue in the face, you know, like, I'm not that person, that's not who I really am, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, you should get to know me or whatever. But like you said, your actions define you. So what people see, and I remember you saying to me, you can, I believe that you have the purest soul, you know, that, and and I know that, but if what you're showing other people is, you know... This other side of you, then that's who they're gonna think that you are.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm really glad that that uh, that created a turning point for you. Uh, that's a that's a philosophy I borrowed from Emily, who's sitting right there, my wife, because she. <laughs> Your pregnant um, wife. My my pregnant Pregnally wife. Nearly
0: pregnant wife. <laughs> um,
1: I I also have a, like uh, there's a lot of darkness. Uh, I'm not I'm not always um, an optimist and. Uh, I have, like, I fight a lot of, like, I fight a lot of bad thoughts, um, and negative thoughts. And I, and I, and I bring these up to Emily and I would for the longest time in our relationship, just, you know, the darkness inside of me. Mm. And I'd be like, I'm a terrible person. And she'd be like, (laughs) no, because you're talking this out with me right now. And then you're going to go do the right thing. And you aren't your thoughts. You are your actions. And I found that so liberating like um and yeah like I said that wasn't my philosophy that was a philosophy that she offered me that really allowed me some, well thank
0: you Emily yeah. thank you
1: <laughs> yeah um, I mean for example, let's say for instance you're uh you're somebody who like is constantly battling like a desire to sexually assault someone your entire life you're born and you Your first thought is I want to sexually assault someone and you battle that thought your entire life But never do it versus someone who only ever thinks of doing it once and then does does it. it. Yeah, who's the better person there? Yeah, like you Common sense would think that like the the person who's battled a desire their entire life to sexually assault someone is a bad person but no, that's actually the hero. Yeah, that, because that's...
0: they've they've had yeah they've restrained themselves and battled with their inner demons. So they're actually the the stronger, probably more soulful person because they know that it's wrong. Like and they're not yeah. going to allow themselves to to become that person. Right. So it's just it is just a thought. And I was um, have you read The Power of Now? Mm-mm. Have you read that, Emily? No, I've seen it. I know of it. Yeah. I'm reading it at the moment and like the first couple of chapters is all about that actually and um, that basically you are not your thoughts exactly what you said and that's what it's trying to drum into you from the very first couple of chapters and it's just about separating yourself from your thoughts and not letting your those voices in your heads and those demons and everything, um, a- allowing them to define who you are. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm so into this book at the moment.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, that's, that's like the oldest philosophers in the world, the yogis, like that's their whole thing, right? Is learning how to watch a thought come in as though it's not attached to you and then let it go if it doesn't, if it doesn't help you. Mm. like just learning like that's the whole thing about meditation i think i've never been able to pull it off for very long no
0: i mean neither but i do try and practice it yeah. yeah but when
1: you when you get it right you're like oh that's that's what i'm doing yeah. i'm like i'm observing my thoughts and i'm not letting them define me like,
0: yeah I, yeah because me you and matt had a conversation the other day about um this kind of subject and matt um said how negative thoughts are addictive. Yeah. And then I literally got home and started reading the book again. Did you see I sent a screenshot of it? I don't know if no, you saw I didn't it. See it. I sent a screenshot of it. Um, because the first paragraph that I read when I got home later that day was about how negative thoughts are addictive. Yeah. Um and it was I was just like, oh, blown away.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, I I don't think I'd ever thought about it in those terms before no. until Matt said that to me. And it's so true and I, like all you need to do to, to know that that's true is go on Twitter like people are uh, glued to Twitter and they're all throwing out hate and getting righteously indignant about mm. something and that feeling of righteous indignation feels so good it's so like powerful like it makes you want to do something you know and, mm. and it is it is very addictive yeah but like totally wrong
0: yeah you know? because it's it's it, it's like crazy why because it kind of I mean I'm not very articulate with my words but the book explains it a lot better than I can but it says you know how how often do we, we okay we do relive happy memories and we do relive like um happy emotions but we don't experience the emotions like the the good emotions and the happy emotions to the full extent of um when it actually happened but with negative emotions you can relive them again and again and again and they get almost get worse Mm -hmm. like you don't relive a happy thought and get happier and happier and happier (laughs) right you know
1: yeah but you can relive a a A negative thought and get sadder madder and just like sink
0: into a hole yeah
1: there's a there's a concept in investing um and i forget what the name of the concept is but it's like it's one of the first things they teach you in like business school and um business psychology Uh, economics which is that a loss feels worse than a gain of equal size. So let's say you you start with Mm. zero dollars. Let's say you you have a hundred dollars in your bank account. Mm. Uh, It would take two hundred dollar a two hundred dollar gain to make you feel as good as losing that hundred dollars would make you feel bad. Yeah. we, we are very like we're loss and negativity really have an impact on our psyche yeah. whereas like actually doing well or like having a positive thing happen just it, it you know what it's called is that well this might be a different thing but there's something called the tailwind fallacy which is like we don't notice like sailors it, that the, the concept is like a sailor doesn't notice when they have a tailwind that blows them right where they want to go they just get there and say I did a great job sailing but if they have a headwind the first thing they do when they get to port is talk about how miserable the headwind was we don't notice a tailwind we notice a headwind Yeah. yeah
0: I'm going to go and shoot that cat
1: Uh, The cat is the tailwind right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's given me a whole new um, understanding of things and uh, of my mind. And I feel like my anxiety is just flying out the window right now. That's great. Yeah.
1: That's great. Um, So I think one of the things we talked about many times leading up to this point in your life (laughs) was like you would come to me and say like, I think I'm getting figured out
0: hmm You know? Yeah. And yeah. then... And I remember one specific, specific conversation that I had with you on the phone, actually, about it. Tell me. I was listening to um, a podcast, like an Oprah podcast. Yeah. And and it was actually... the po- oh, I've only just realized this. The podcast, she was talking to the guy of the book that I'm reading right oh, now. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Eckhart Tolle, and his name is, or something.
1: Oprah Winfrey's really at the center of our story, isn't yeah. she?
0: Yeah. But it's just it's like if a switch goes on and it's like figuring it out But, and it was like I understood stuff that I was hearing and I understood where I wanted to be um, and what I wanted and understood what I could potentially have but it was the journey of like getting there Yeah. which is where I feel like I'm massively at now
1: yeah I think uh, I don't know if this is a generational thing but I don't know if we were taught to look at life as a practice um, and like i I think we were we grew up in an era where like we saw products we saw we didn't see processes, we saw products, so we saw a finished television show as kids, mm-hmm. but we didn't see behind the scenes stuff, we just saw the product uh, we heard f- someone's record, but we didn't see what went into making it now Mm. the process is the product a lot of times like uh if there's a tv show you get the dvd or you watch it on netflix you can go on youtube and watch all the behind the scenes see it come together see the process that creates a product um and i think we because of that we were trained to look at the final product only and like sort of ignore the process um even, even in our in our own lives as we try to like build to be the person we want to be. And uh, I don't think kids today are like that. Like kids today see the process. Mm-hmm. They're on, like if you go on Instagram, you can see your favorite singer. You, you know, here's Nicki Minaj going like, here we are at the, the, the video shoot. And you can see the 300 cameras around. You can see the process mm-hmm. that goes into the product that's being given yeah. you. And uh, I think... I say all this to say that I think when we first started talking about your the person you wanted to be you only saw product. Mm. You saw the music video or the TV show Mm. and like you didn't see the process behind it and you didn't care about the process as much. Mm. All you wanted was to like be there. Get that give me that product. Like I want the album now. Yeah. And and what what I've had to learn myself and what I, I think we tried to you and I talked through was that like really your focus should never be on that product Mm. It should always be on the process and then the product will get there and then that should and then even once you get the product then that shouldn't be your focus now your focus should be on like what's the next step Mm. it's always the process yeah yeah which is sad man like it it hurts a little bit just to say it out loud (laughs) Well, we never get to just sit back and pat ourselves on the back
0: hold on I do feel like I I do feel I'm at a point now though, where I, I, um, like, like, cause like we said, like I was really hard on myself and now, now I take little moments, like I'm a lot about gratitude as well. And like in the mornings I do like 10 minutes of yoga and I like set my intentions for the day and think about what I'm grateful for. And it really does like set my day off on like a, a good vibe That's and excellent. then the cat will shit on the floor <laughs> or something and it's all downhill for it now. Um, but I I forgot what I was going to say.
1: I don't know. Um... <laughs> what
0: was I going to say?
1: But even this podcast, right? Like this podcast, you and I getting to talk about this, I think is in a in some way a, a place for both of us to pat ourselves on the back, right? Yeah. Like Oh, that's you, what I was going like, to say, yeah. You've come a long ways. You're you're not the product. Let's not focus on like this is it. You you've you're spiritually enlightened. Yeah. And I'm certainly not spiritually enlightened. And I'm certainly not like a guru or I, or me, anything. But like either. but together.
0: Yeah.
1: Like we've helped each other. Yeah. So and this is a great chance for. Oh, us I'm to glad just... that
0: you think that I've helped you, and I don't really see how I've helped you in any way. Uh, because look at Adam. <laughs> oh, my life is a mess.
1: No, people like me need people like you. One thing that i've I've taken from our relationship is that like i'm now less i'm now more inclined to ask for advice or help from someone who's doing something that I wish that I was doing hmm. so like what I was for you actually like felt good to me like i I enjoyed being able to to usher you along on your journey
0: I'm glad to hear that no i'm serious
1: I'm serious <laughs> and it um it made me go, okay, well, that, that actually... What that did for me was made me feel like I'm, that I was able to help somebody or that I was able to usher well, someone yeah, to a place they want to be. And so now I'm willing to go and ask somebody else for help more.
0: I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was a lot of times where you could have easily just closed the door on my ass. Like, I know we are in a band together and stuff, but there was... You know, like, I think I put you through a lot at times. And... um and probably the band maybe at times as well and there was a lot of times where you could have just been like i can't you know i can't do this with you like a lot of people would have probably just turned their back on somebody if they were that much hard work do you know what i mean which i know (laughs) i know i probably was and you never did that you always just like stuck with me and stuck by me and and emily your lovely wife as well yeah, you've both been, like, such amazing people in my life. And just both of you just were always there for me, you know? And
1: people, yeah, we love you. Thank you. And people, I love you practiced, too. people practiced patience with us. Like, I, I had, um, you know, there's a, there's just, like, a really fine balance that you want with somebody who's your mentor or your teacher or your parent, which is this balance between, like, forgiveness and patience on one hand. And discipline and I don't know demands on the other hand and I had I feel like uh, you know my parents weren't perfect but they 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 had high expectations Mm. and a lot of demands but there was also a lot of patience there a lot of forgiveness as I made mistakes Um, and so yeah, I I hopefully am able to do that with the people I love.
0: Well, you're gonna be a daddy soon. I'm gonna as be well. a dad soon, so I will
1: get to see oh, if yeah. I can translate it to a to a human being from day one.
0: Would you have trusted me to babysit back in the day? No. Would you trust me now? Yes. Yeah. Unaquite Just wanted to, to clear that Unaquite up because I want some baby time. I would
1: have let you. <laughs> I would have let you hold the baby under supervision. <laughs> Five years
0: ago, there was a time actually where I think a lot of people just, um, well, probably some people that don't know the journey that I've taken now, who I am now these days, but people that maybe know me from back home that um, I think everyone probably just thought that I was always just going to be the fun aunt and like, yeah. you know, like the forty-year-old woman still getting pissed in the bar, no kids, whatever.
1: Like. Well, I think you will still be the fun aunt. Like, here's the thing about you, I still will jazz. be the fun like, Yeah. You're you're never gonna be a boring, like, lifeless person. No, like, you've never. got you've got there's a there's a spark there. Yeah. And that's not that doesn't go away because you don't drink anymore. You know.
0: Yeah. No. That's, totally. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I still do go out and have fun with my friends and stuff like that, but it's just not to the excess that it was before. Like, I'll go out maybe once a week, once every two weeks or whatever. and and I, But I have like a cut off now. I say that I did just have a massive bender at the weekend with my <laughs> friend, but it brought back, but it did bring back a lot of haunting memories for me, just being awake at that time, you mm. know, like when I'm like definitely should be in bed. And I just thought, oh God, I just don't ever want to go. I don't ever want, like it's fine to happen like once in a blue moon, but it was like a constant thing that I was doing all the time. Like if I was going out drinking I wasn't stopping until yeah. and um it just haunts me now. Like and I just it's just definitely a place I never wanna be back again.
1: Yeah. You're you're the difference now is like there's purpose to what I think there's purpose. Like if you go out now um it's because you're trying to spend a lot of time with a group of people or you're you want to cement a relationship you have, whereas before i don't I don't think you were purposefully going out you totally were, there was, was no was, purpose there it was just like you were just like wandering out into a bar, yeah um
0: definitely, and it was just because I had nothing else to do, and also well that's not, that's a poor excuse I think I, there was just definitely like suppressing uh it was like a suppressing thing it was like oh get. Get those feelings away, go out and have fun, you know, like, and and just kind of, uh, avoiding life, basically. Isn't it a
1: bummer that, like, part of adulthood is just, is, is accepting that it's not all fun? Yeah. Like, what a bummer. But
0: when you do accept it, you get this whole kind of new lease of life, new enjoyment out of life, Mm. you know? Like, I find now that if I am going out with, um friends and stuff like that like I now crave to have like I don't just want to go to a club and blah 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 like I crave to have some like deep and meaningful like conversation yeah you know
1: Yeah, fun's, fun is kind of a um, flimsy like um, it doesn't have a lot of substance to it fun doesn't mm-hmm. like real, real relationships do and like real connection is yeah. like it kind of feels thicker yeah fun yeah yeah
0: it's like having that fulfillment isn't it like that um yeah it just changes i guess as you evolve like your definition of fun evolves as well yeah josh's definition of fun is netflix netflix on the sofa with a takeaway like that's he's in his element
1: it can be very fun
0: (laughs) I tell you what, I'm sick of it now after yeah, all this. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's only that's that's extremely fun when you've earned it. But yeah. like when you're and when that's it. It's yeah.
0: fun. Yeah. Well, he's it's fine for him cuz he's he's, yeah, he's he's still, still working. working. Yeah. Whereas for me, I'm just like oh, god, I'm wasting my life. <laughs> I need to do something. Um thank you so much Adam for being with us. No, great. I say with us with me with us. It's Like a thing that you say on a talk show, isn't it? The, thanks, the
1: royal thanks week. for
0: being with us. All this camera crew that I've got here in the background, we loved having you on the show. Uh, <laughs> oh, we need to do the wow of the week because oh. I forgot the wow of the week. Okay, cue jingle wow, wow, wow. Um, so wow of the week is, I mean, it didn't happen this week, it happened the other week, but Adam asked me. Don't know why he asked me to go and film him and our other fra- uh, band member um, Matt, who are in a amazing country duo together as well. If you listen to country music, if you like country music, <laughs> check them out. Down home on Instagram and Facebook. Um, they asked me to go and film a music video for them that they've just released, and mm-hmm. everything was going really well, wasn't yeah,
1: it? Yeah, yeah. was everything was. Uh sticking to the tight schedule in spite of the heat. <laughs> yeah, um, we were doing the heat it was did, intense. Yeah, we did really
0: well. And then, and then. <laughs> Adam had his laptop with us when we were playing the um the music on and I forgot that I had a two litre bottle of water under my arm with no lid on it and bent down to press play on the laptop. Yep. And squeezed Half a two liter I'd bottle say, of yeah, water. A full,
1: a full liter was in there at <laughs> oh least. Oh my
0: god. All over your MacBook.
1: All over my MacBook.
0: And you, I, you've kept it from me today, what the damage was, but it sounds like it died and went to heaven.
1: I'd say, yeah, I'd say the damage was permanent. Yeah.
0: yeah. I'm um, really sorry.
1: But as I told you before, you're not the first person I love to destroy one of my MacBooks. <laughs> yeah, but uh, your wife is uh, my married. Wife did She's the same allowed thing. to
0: ruin your stuff. No,
1: we weren't married at the time, were we? No so she destroyed my macbook and then i married her so i think you can what i'm saying is you can recover from this okay
0: i've got some making up to do though yeah yeah
1: you you owe me some uh some i don't know some songs
0: okay yeah deal
1: you're in debt like 10 songs
0: okay we can do that Adam, thank you so much. It's my pleasure. I've been really looking forward to having this chat with you today. Yeah, me too. Thank you for being here.
1: Anytime. Have me back.
0: And if anyone needs a life coach or therapist (laughs) or any of the above, but apparently he gets all his secrets from his wife, so it's probably no use.
1: Yeah, but I can continue to get secrets from her and then relay them to anybody. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah. he needs to make a little bit of extra money on the side, so maybe he should start charging for it. Indeed. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that's going to be way better than the cam girl idea I had. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh dear alright guys thanks for watching Jazz Talks and we will see you next week Bye-bye. bye bye bye